Joining right now on Kumite TV is UFC heavyweight powerhouse Todd Duffy. What's going on, Todd? What's up, John? How you doing today? Good, good, man. Um, I know you've been in Las Vegas for a while now. You know, talk about why you're out there and basically more of like why the reasons for being at the PI for so long. Uh, I went out here a few times over the over the time I was living out in California, where I love. Uh, and honestly, it's just about elongating your career, flat out. Like, uh, to get the kind of service that you get <clears throat> at the PI, like I get physical therapy on a daily basis, regardless if you're injured or not, you need it as a fighter. Like, you're getting beat up. It's it's just basic body maintenance. Um, I would have to spend two grand a month, probably, minimum. You know, especially out in California, probably more. Um, just off that, just elongating my career, uh, trying to get a good, healthy, fresh start back into this. You know, I've been out for a long time injuries is kind of what kept me out um so i mean it's just it makes sense you know vegas is easy to live in there's a there's a slew of heavyweights out here right now i think blagway's been out here for about the last eight or nine years but he's attracted quite a few more um so it's it's a good environment to be in right now it's a great environment to be in what exactly are you doing at the pi you know i know you have injuries that you need to get over like rehab or maintain, you know, your body, but like, what exactly are you working on? Are you working with like the nutritionist and all that stuff? Do you need that? I don't really need the nutritionist, but uh, I do the, uh, I don't have to worry about my weight. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have a good body homeostasis. Uh, the physical therapy is great. And then I have a great, the great uh, Bo and then Matt Crawley also, uh, they do my strength conditioning. It's just great. Um, and it's there. It's easy, accessible. <clears throat> I actually do most of my sparring at, most of my pad work and most of my sparring I do actually in the, in the full real, real cage, which is nice too. Cause it gives you a real reality. Uh, you know, if you go spar at some of these other places, you're sparring next to six other guys, you know, you might get your knee blown out in the process. Uh, it's just, it's nice. It's enjoyable. It, it's easy to get guys to come in. You know, I just sparred up there today, about two hours ago, I finished, <clears throat> had a pro boxer come in for me and a couple of MMA guys. It was great. And they don't mind going up there because it's so nice. They got a great, they have a great hot cold tub and sauna area too. That makes it kind of like a spa feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need so that, you know, relaxation. It's yeah, it's it's just good. It's recovery. With your last injury, you know, you know, getting your foot caught on the corner of the cage. Are you more careful now moving forward with your training and who you pick to train with? I don't like with? training in those big groups like I used to. Like I love yeah. the big gym environment. I love the relationships you build. Uh, the, the team environment, but like my sparring, I try to like, again, like I go up to the cage just cause it's dangerous, you know, you, and it, it limits your sparring too. when you're in those rooms cause you have to be conscious of everything else that's going around you. So you're not as focused. You're not pushing the limit the same way. Um, and getting that real fight feel. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm still going to Couture's, but it's, uh, you know, that's one of the days I don't plan on sparring hard, you know, Saturdays I spar hard. I go to the, I go to the PI. I want to go back to, you know, between your first and second run in the UFC, 2010, 2012, you know, you competed in Asia. Now, in two different countries also, like you got India and Japan. You know, Japan has this long-rooted history of martial arts. And then you got India that probably when you went out there, mixed martial arts was probably non-existent. So talk about that experience. Yeah, uh, I mean, Japanese is a huge, like, it's a deep, deep culture, and they have a high respect for martial artists. It, it was my favorite place to fight. Um, 
I'm not necessarily like I've been to Japan. I did like a tour for the troops there. I was there for two weeks. I spent a week when I fought there. Um, I'm not like a massive, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty regular American. I'm not like a massive fan of their culture. Like I like it. Um, but I'm a massive fan of their, 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 the way they view martial arts. Um, it was good. It was nice to be treated like a martial artist. Um, and they have a good perspective on what fighting really is. Um, and they're just true fans. I, it was it was my most enjoyable experience from a fan perspective. India was just like a crazy show. Um, I remember like the bus was getting chased by like hundreds of guys. Like it was just wild. Um, and and they really have no athletic or martial martial arts background, let alone fighting. Um, I think what yoga. There's another martial arts they have. The wrestling, they yeah. do, but not really. You know, <laughs> it's not that not throughout the entire country. There's subsections that have, you know, uh, some martial arts going on. But uh, that was just more of a ex- life experience. It gave me real good perspective. I used to kind of have this attitude where, like, I come from a town of 350 people. And the kind of general attitude is everything sucks. You know, like the town. It's a, uh, you know, there's not a lot going on. It's like, and I just always remember feeling so like we were just not underprivileged, but under opportunity. You know, like we just didn't get the same opportunities as everybody else. So it kind of gave us all an attitude. I remember growing up and when I went to India, I really broke that. I was like, oh, wow. Like I had it made. <laughs> so India was more of like a spiritual life lesson situation, whereas Japan was just um, let me feel like a martial artist. You know, it really did. Like I was like, oh, wow. Like they see what this is. They really understand it. Whereas Americans look like it's playing basketball. And it's not. It's not playing basketball at all. Like. It's just different. <laughs> the entire life of it is. Yeah, I went to India two years ago, and uh, I felt the same exact way, man. And I'm not even a fighter, you know. It's just yeah. you. reality hits you really hard when you step off that plane and start driving around the city or wherever you're at and see what's going on in that country. And you feel privileged, to say yeah. the least. Oh, we're, yeah, to say the least. It's, they operate off the class system, which blows mm. my mind. So, like, you can't, if you're born into poverty, you stay in poverty, which means people don't even help you. Um, I remember my, the crazy experience I had was watching a sick child try to get money for his mother while he died. And she wasn't really helping. Uh, they just tried to, like, play it up. And that just, like, really, like, oh, wow, like, the levels of life, I guess you would say, you know, made me feel very, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, it was like between your first and second run in the UFC, you've been out for the last four years. Do you feel like this, you know, this fight coming up, your return is like your third run? Yeah, I, uh, it is, I guess, the third run. I don't feel like I really left the sport. Um, I had that knee injury that kind of like messed me up. I had the shoulder, um, but I've been involved and been around, uh, but it's different. It's a different, it's entirely different division. It's way more stacked. Uh, the guys that are coming in now are coming in with pedigrees, and they're coming in better. They're better athletes. They're better fighters in general. Um, so I think this run will be a little more uh, – it doesn't seem as, like, easy. It doesn't seem like win three fights and get a title. Um, it seems like win five fights and get a title shot, you know. Uh, so it's uh, it's definitely different in that aspect. And then uh, that's really it, though. Like, I'm a lot more mature, I think, like – I was pretty mature in the last run, I felt like. Um, but comparatively speaking to the first time, yeah, it's a lot. It's just like very relaxed. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. 
do you see it as like now the heavyweight division do you have to be more strategic with where you're going with your your career compared to like let's say five years ago where or even six years ago where you could just fight whoever and like you just mentioned could get a title shot off two three wins I think if you're choosing your fights and stuff like that, you're trying to have like the boxing style of fight career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely now. Whereas, but like the, even the it's the bottom half you got to watch out for. Like that guy from France, he just fought today. He looks like a big mean athlete. Uh, looks actually pretty skilled. Uh, you know, you have these like guys that are coming in that are hot already. Um, they have real talent. Whereas back in the day, you had to get into the UFC to be able to have a career, so you could then you could build your skill set. Um, now it's just these guys are coming in ready. So it's, uh, it's different. You have to be maybe smart in your early fights to get to those big opportunities. Um, but I don't really think the UFC works that way for the most part. I think they just match you up and you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not boxing, definitely. I mean, you hear them talking about boxing now. Like The thing that they want to do with you, the Zufa boxing is they want the best guys to fight the best guys. So mm-hmm. it's going to shake it up a bit, I'm sure. Well, if anybody follows you on social media, they know that you've been training for the last four years. You've been in all the major camps, traveling around, uh, watching the sport, most likely. You know, any surprises, any guys in the heavyweight division where you thought like, wow, these guys, this guy made a resurgence or this this youngster is doing great. What do you think? Uh, more disappointing than surprises because there's a lot of guys I had like as a fan, like I was excited about. Um, there was a couple guys that definitely came out. Um, I mean, I, the Black Beast is definitely surprised. Uh, I remember when he was in like the local circuit. Um, it's like, oh, this guy's big, but he doesn't have a lot of skill. That guy's got a really f- high fight IQ, legit. Like you can't knock it. Um, and he's limited physically with what he can do, and he does a great job with it. He was a big shock. I mean, he's done really well. He got a title fight. You know, I think he's ranked number six in the world right now, which is, I wouldn't say it's baffling. Uh, but it's just like it's impressive. His fight IQ is what is great. That's what makes him so good. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that have like really like shocked me or uh, not really. Nobody's really like kind of lived outlived their expectations. Maybe I'm trying to think. There's guys that are coming in that are good. You know, there's dark, dark horses. There's new dark horses. The dark horse isn't Travis Brown anymore. It's um, what is that guy's name from Bellator? Uh, the big six seven guy. There's guys like him. Oh, Volkov. I don't even know his name. Yeah, I don't even know Volkov's name. So, you know, there's guys like that coming in uh, that are in the top ten, not finally. Uh, There's been some great careers, though, like you would have thought. I think um, my training partner, Tim Johnson, he doesn't look like he's going to have a winning record in the UFC, and he did. You know, I think he was a big shock. There's there's a lot of guys out there that, you know. I think the biggest shock is Blagoy coming out of uh, coma to be in the top ten right now. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's, he's an animal. That guy's an animal. He's one of my favorite fighters just for that. Uh, he's an absolute animal, though. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not shocked in his skill set. I mean, he's a Sambo world champion, but just for him to overcome that, is, it's, it's inspiring, really. You know, your last fight in the UFC, you were the main event. And then after that, you know, it just, you know, four years has passed. But take us back to that first year after that fight. You know, what did you go through that led to you taking so much time off? Well, you can't get starched and then go right back to it. I tried, uh, but you're not going to get the support you want. Um, I mean, the reality is like that big time off was me negotiating a contract. Joe Silva 
I mean, it's it, they made fun of it on Joe Rogan for Christ's sakes. My coach and, and guess I'm honest with Joe. They're laughing like this guy's fighting in the main event for ten grand. Um, you can't get support to go fight when you're not really making a living doing it. People, you know, this is a heavyweight division. Like damage is done, no doubt. You know, guys get hurt. If you lose a fight, you're hurt. You're not just like, oh, I lost. Like shucks. Uh, there's damage. You're going to the yard. Um, and it's hard for people to support that if you're not making a real living doing it. Um, so I negotiated with Joe as long as I could. Joe ended up, you know, selling, I guess, his portion of uh, whatever he the sell. He made a bunch of money and got out of the game. And then uh, Mick Maynard came on and he gave me a much better contract and made it possible for me to do this as a career. You know, um, I mean, I remember like Joe offered me an extra, you know, he added two grand to my contract. Hey, you know, great fight. <laughs> Let me bump your contract up to 12. So it's just, you know, I, I just did not have the support around me to support that. Um, I wanted to fight. I told Joe, like, hey, dude, I'll be training every day. Let's work on this. Um, thank God Mick, you know, got hired on and he made it work for me. You know, I, I really appreciate it. Mick understands heavyweights. He loves heavyweights. He did a great job with the heavyweight division with Legacy. And now he's doing, he's resurging this heavyweight division. If you're watching him build it, I think he's doing it. I personally am impressed with his, he's doing a real job of it, you know. Was there any moments, you know, when you were renegotiating your contract and they weren't offering anything that was, you know, that you felt like is worth your value? You know what I mean? How much you're worth. Was there like any moments where you're like, man, fuck this. Like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. A lot of days. I mean, yeah. It wasn't I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like, I love martial arts. I'm a lifer, mm -hmm. no doubt. I was still training. But it just like goes, oh, well, this is a hobby. <laughs> this is not a career. Mm -hmm. um, and that's It costs to play in the sport. It just does. Um, you know, pad sessions aren't free. Coaching isn't free. Sometimes you have to pay your training partners to get punched in the face. That's just how this sport works. Guys don't, aren't just lining up for that. Um, so, it, I mean, if you just look at the food, the, the whole situation, it's, uh, you know, the average number of fights you're going to get per year is 1.8, 1.9, I think. Average UFC fighter fights twice a year, let's say. Um, yeah, I, I constantly was like, oh, this is a hobby. Cool. Like, I was still planning on fighting, but I just wasn't looking at it as like, oh, I'm going to make my money here, you know? Uh, once I got rid of sponsors, it really... It turned the game upside down, really. My fight, my, my fight card, that main event fight was the first fight card with the, the, the new sponsorship situation. So, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of that. I had a bad bad taste in my mouth for sure, but I still love martial arts. I still love fighting. I still love the UFC. It's no hard feelings. They're running the business. That's how they got to do it. So I can't, you know. I thought I was pretty exciting, but, you know. <laughs> Well, you're definitely exciting, man. You're like, you know, you, when you look back, you know, you were one of the guys that everybody was hyping up. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're one of the guys that everybody wanted to see fight every single time out because they knew that you were going to come and put in some work in that cage. So, you know, when you kind of like slowly dissipated from the rankings and everything, everybody was like, where is Todd? What is he doing? And I'm pretty sure you got those got questions there. all the time for the last four yeah. years. Todd, what are it you hurt. doing? Where? Why are you not fighting? You know, explain yeah, that and try to like, you know, do you have to lie to people sometimes when, when they ask you or were you the, or are you just telling yeah, them the truth? Yeah, I would always play it off like injuries initially because it's embarrassing. You don't want to like expose the sport for the realities. But I mean, after a while, I was just like, man, listen, if I can make a living, let me know. I'm here for it. I love it. But it was tough because it's an ego check. It's something you want to do. You feel like you're letting time and your dream pass by. 
Khabib's brother, uh, he he pulled me aside one day and like talked to me in a way that like he really gave me hope in like getting myself back back in into having this career. And he also just gave me the reality, like, hey man, you gotta get in there. Like your 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 time will pass you. And every time I heard that question, I felt it. Um it was so frustrating. You know, I couldn't even get to where I could respond. It's like, oh fuck, man, I'm hurt. That's what I'd say. But you know, it's just the realities of the sport. You know, you're not gonna do this and have a full time job. And if you do, you're not gonna do it well. I don't know anybody that's doing well doing that. You know, every time you see these guys like hit big and they start doing extracurriculars, what happens to their career? Every single time. This is the most intense sport. This is the most, it's not a sport, it's fighting. It's the most intense, I wouldn't say physical endeavor, life endeavor you can do. It's putting your, you're putting yourself at risk. Um, and you're doing it with somebody that's, that's living, breathing, eating, trying to destroy you. So, you know, you need to be able to do it full time. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was, like that was my entire goal. It seems like that you're, at that point now, you know, you, you've gotten your contract figure, uh, situated and now you're returning and you're in Vegas focusing on your career. You got your, you know, you got the PI back in you. Um, you don't have to work, worry about that financially. You know, talk, now talk about your opponent, you know, Jeff Hughes. You know, when, you're, when you signed that contract to face him, um, what were your thoughts on him? You know, did you have to go look him up or did you know who he was? Honestly, like I haven't, I used to be, I used to scour like the local circuits and stuff like that, but I had a bad taste in my mouth this last four years. So I wasn't following the sport the same way. I did have to look him up. Uh, and I was like, damn, these guys are talented now. Like what happened? He's good. Um, he's a, uh, it looks like a boxer karate guy. Um, he had the legacy belt for a while, which was not easy to do. Like Mick made that a tough division. I was like the best heavyweights around in the U S for fighting legacy. Um, these fought guys in the UFC, that made it to the UFC, you know, um, he's talented. Uh, he's, he's from a good camp in Ohio. And then also he cross trains over there with Stipe. Um, he's a lot bigger than he looks, I guess on a, on a picture. Um, I've actually got to meet him in person. It's an exciting fight. I think for both of us, and it's a fair fight for both of us. I'm coming off a long, long layoff. I haven't been in a while. He's new to the UFC. Um, it's exciting. It's a good fight for the fans. I think for sure. Two heavyweights. I like to go out and strike. Um, you know, it's exciting. Was Canada the place you wanted to make your return, or was it just like what it landed on? That's what it landed on. Nobody wants to fight out of the country. You have to pay their taxes as well. It's just you know, again, this is a business. Like, I don't. I I think that can, Canadian taxes are ridiculous. I don't know, but I want to say they're they're gonna get like half. You know, <laughs> so um, and they take it right off the top. So that that's I'm not excited about that. No one is. Um, but that's just the business we're in again. Uh, if I could fight every time in Las Vegas, I would, I love it here. It seems like that's important for fighters now is like, you know, the UFC is global. So you got to be very, very careful and kind of research or your manager has to research like, Hey, if you fight here, you have to pay this much in taxes. If you fight in this state, you know, what, what, what state do they take the most taxes? Is it Texas or California? California. Uh, Yeah. There's no state tax in Texas. I don't know if they have. But California, they wreck you. That was my last fight. And they take it off the top again. So it's, uh, yeah. You know, you got to think about that. I don't know that Canada's as bad as I've made it out to be. I know Australia's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I know Australia is cutting guys in half. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, you got to be smart about that. You got It's a global business. And you, 
you have to respect that, but at the same time, yeah, if you can protect yourself, I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you got it, you know? man. You got it. Like people don't realize that this sport again, it takes money. Guys that win are going to stay; their careers stay longer because they have money. They have money to invest in themselves. They have money to invest in the sport and a, and a good support system around them. Um, the guy that that's why those guys stick around longer. You'll see guys that made money like, man, how's this guy still doing it? Like, he's got a great support system. You know, he's able to afford it. Um, so yeah, you got to try to protect your money for sure. <laughs> Moving on, you know, with your career. You know, do you have a projected plan for what you're going to do? Or is it just like, hey, I'm just going to take this fight and then whoever comes next, I'm going to take that that fight and, and just continue that way? Yeah, I, uh, I got a new manager, Ali, and he's, he does a great job with that. So I'm going to let him handle that. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to really worry about it. I'm going to keep my eye on the division, all of them, because there's stuff to learn. Um, but I don't have like, oh, fight this guy, fight this guy, fight this guy. Ideally, I fight Jeff. I win. I go fight somebody in the top 15. I win. I go fight somebody in the top five to ten. I win. You know, I want to climb the ranks. I'm not. I'm not 22. I'm not trying to hang out. <laughs> I'm trying to fight, make money, and, and make a name. Um, so, yeah, ideally it works out like that. That's the perfect scenario, right? Fight for a title in five fights. And that's what Francis did, right? Or maybe four. Yeah, man. I think uh, you can make money real quick now, and uh, especially the style that you you bring to the octagon. Now, uh, an opponent that I see, you know, that you fought, that I, that is still still hanging around, you know, with a big name is Overeem. You know, you don't think yeah. like you know, of course I, I want to get in there with Overeem before he you know hangs it up. I I hate that I miss Barnett. I hate that I miss my rematch with Frank. I hate mm-hmm. that like these all these guys Verdum. Like, is he coming back? I don't know. I think he is. I would imagine Verdum does. Verdum loves this shit. Um, you know, I, I I've got to train with a lot of those guys, but you want to fight them. You know, I missed Mark Hunt. Those are these are great fights that I should have had had I had a better managed career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I allowed for certain things to occur, and here we are. So I got this new breed that's probably a lot tougher. To be honest with you, the uh, vision is way more stacked. It's way more difficult to get through. Um, but I'm excited to do it, man. I, I think uh, be a part of the ESPN era is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Just like knowing that I come from the I come from the 2006 2005 era, you know, pre tough. Um, and uh, just to see us here on ESPN is exciting. It's fun to to be one of those guys. Um, I kind of consider myself a pioneer. I've been doing this for 14 years. Um, so, uh, you know, of course I want Overeem. Of course I, I want, you know, Verdum sticks around. I want that. You know, I want all those fights. I grew up watching them. They're peers. Um, and they're great fighters. You want to test yourself, you know. So, yeah, I definitely want those back. DC, he's going to uh, defend his heavyweight title <laughs> versus Stipe in a rematch. You know, I think next week, next weekend. Yeah. You know, do you see, uh-huh. you know, DC, like, getting that knockout against, you know, because it, it came pretty easily, to be honest with you. Ah, it was easy. Fight. Like, Steve made it a fight, um, but it just was short. It was a short-lived mm-hmm. fight. Um, I don't know if they'll knock him out. I know DC packs real power and heavyweight. I've seen both DCs in the gym. There's a difference. There's a stark difference, honestly. I don't even know if he's aware of it. Because um, I would used to say, oh, DC don't really hit that hard. You know, I tell him, I don't really hit that hard, bro. But that's when he's a 205, but he goes up to heavy. I'm like, God damn. He's got heat. Not only that, he's got speed, the most important thing. And, the, and with his speed and that weight behind it, he puts guys out. Uh, 
I mean, I just watched his knockout over uh, Bigfoot recently. You know, he's got real power and he's got real speed. So he could definitely do it again. I think Stipe is going to make it more difficult. He might kind of come in with some kicks now, have a little more confidence in his wrestling. Um, even in a dogfight, I just see DC winning. He's the better wrestler. I've I've trained with, with Stipe. We used to spar the same boxer back up in Colorado, Gavril. And uh, I don't think he's as good as a striker overall as DC. Um, he got away from his Muay Thai base. But that's what I think he was the most impressive to me as far as like watching him on film. I just don't see it. It could happen. It's, it's tough to be at DC's age and to be at the high level of competition he's been at for as long as he's done it, along with his announcing gig and all the thing he has going on. But I think nine, if they fight 10 times, DC wins nine out of 10, you know, it's a, it's a good stylistic matchup for him. And it, he's, he, I, I helped, I didn't help. I was a part of his beginning of his training camp out when he first started for, for this fight. So I saw him and he's dead serious. And then I've talked to like Blagaway went out there. He's in great shape. He looks good. And he's focused, you know, like DC's a competitor. He keeps talking about retirement. I just think it's bullshit. I don't think he'll ever retire. I think he'll retire when he can't like compete anymore physically. And uh, I've seen it. He's fine right now. You know? So I think he'll uh, win or lose. I think he's going to stick around for longer. Than he, he'd like to admit yeah, you know, I think the fans would love for him to stick around and fight whoever comes next, even go back to, you know, 205. You know, there's always that John Jones fight. huh? Yeah, I, I hope he stays at heavyweight. He's a better heavyweight. He's got mm-hmm. that power. Yeah. It's real. He, he cracks. You know, he's shown it in fights. You know, I've felt in the gym. Uh, and he can wrestle with anybody, you know. Um, I'd like to see him stay heavyweight. I think he's going to have a longer career staying up there anyway. Just those weight cuts are no good for your body. They're not good for your brain either, you know? Yeah. So, and everybody wants to see that in, in, in Ganu fight, you know? Everybody wants to see, like, what can DC do against Ngannou, you know? Ngannou's, yeah. he's looking unstoppable now after he got that, you know, got that loss and, uh, and kind of like re, re, pretty much was reborn, you know, after that loss, you know, against Stipe and realized, like, hey, you know, I, I need to work on a few things, and he went back and and fixed those things, and now he's just like, he's, he's a beast, scary. you know. Uh, yeah, he's scary. He's out there, right? In Vegas? Yeah, he's out in Las Vegas. Uh, I think he goes back and forth. I'm not sure what he does. I haven't really like he's. In, I see him around the PI some for sure, but I don't. I haven't really trained with him. I don't. I don't really plan on training with him to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to fight him. I'm supposed to train. Mm-hmm. Um, so I honestly don't know. I know he's out in Vegas though. Yeah. So. Were you with DC at during the Strike Force Strike Force days? Were you training with them back then? Uh, yeah, I think that's when I started. I think right before that heavyweight tournament. Yeah, yeah. Maybe right around that time. I want. I think. I don't know what year was that. Either right at no, it was before DC had that belt. I'm almost sure of it because I remember talking to him about some of his fights because I I knew some of the guys real well. Um, and I I did a few of those camps with him. I think yeah. Yeah, man, he's always been an incredible talent, you know, ever since the... I remember him bursting on in, in, in that, like, tournament where he, like, snuck on, you know, at the last yeah. minute. It just I destroyed he's everybody. Like, he's like an alternate, right, for a minute? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Plugged him in. Yeah, he's a monster. Uh, I love that tournament. I love those heavyweight tournaments. I hope they bring him back. It seems like they might. Yeah. I feel like there's a chance. I think they're going to have to at some point. Just there's so many new guys. And the way that the PFL success. And I think that'll help mm-hmm. so you build stars. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it'll also give a better perception to the fans of what fighting really is. Like, when you guys win two fights in a night again, they can go to Japan for these fights. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure China will sanction these tournaments. Like, come on. Um, that was the heyday to me, those K1-style tournaments, the Pride tournaments. I love yeah. that. Uh, I think it builds stars, and I think it uh, it gives fans a better understanding of what's really going on. Like, guys are fighting hurt. I would say most guys are hurt when they walk into that cage. Uh, they're training hurt. They're, it's just, it's not as it seems as a fan. You know, it's a much different world once you get inside it. Definitely, man. Well, Todd, man, you return, man, September 14th, a couple, you know, like about a month away, I think, uh, in Vancouver, Canada. Man, it was great uh, chatting with you about everything that's been going on. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, honored that, you know, you would open up and talk about the realities of, of this sport instead of kind of giving me like those cookie cutter answers like a lot of times people do, you know? Yeah, it's easier probably. I just haven't really mastered that skill yet. I'll work on it. I got some press conferences ahead of me.